Welcome to the Building to Scale podcast, where we bring real entrepreneur stories that showcase the challenges and successes in building and scaling an entrepreneurial business. Our host, Jeff Chastain, is a business transformation coach with Admentis, where he coaches business leaders and their teams with a proven set of principles and tools helping them gain clarity in and get more of what they want from their business. Make sure to stick around until the end of the show and we will reveal how you can become our next guest. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Building the Scale podcast. My name is Jeff Chastain, business transformation coach here with Admentis, and I get to be your host yet again today. I want to start off today or actually kind of go back and follow up on last week's episode where we talked a little bit about systems and systemization in business and really dive into one of the aspects there of that. But So if you didn't catch that episode, you may want to go back and check it out real quick. But really wrapping up that episode, we brought down to looking at, okay, the idea of systemization systems in a small business and and really an entrepreneurial kind of business looked at, there were really four keys that, that made up what it really should take to systemize a business. And those four keys were people, purpose, playbook, performance, and then the combination of those resulted in additional profits and more profits in the business that you can then turn around and reinvest back into the business to scale, to grow, or obviously pay out shareholders or build value in it. Uh, one little side note here, interesting conversation with a, a small business owner here just last week. Uh, was talking, or He was relating a story to me about how a, an investor had approached him to buy his business. And of course, that's a an ego boost, a confidence boost that somebody sees value in what you've done and wants to buy it. And one of the initial questions that the investor asked him was, let me see your playbooks. Let me see your processes here for how the business is run. And the business owner sat there for a second and said, well, I can jot it down real quick for you? Do you want me to write it out or whatever? And at that point, you're just kind of seeing zeros fall off of the the dollar, off the, the value, off the price that the investor was offering for the business. Because the reality is, unless you're planning on staying in that business, then you're basically walking out the door with all the value at that point. There's no, your, your team, your people, the business can't operate without you. So that's really what we're looking at here for systemization, because honestly, everybody's going to exit the business at one day or another. So the more we can build up the systems, build up that infrastructure inside of the business to where it's got that value, will give you obviously more zeros on that payout kind of a thing at the end, or simply an easier transition to kids, family, employees, whatever the case may be. But we're really looking to to build up the strength of that business to scale in the near term, to sell in the longer term, whatever the case may be here. So again, going back to our four keys, people is really the idea of getting the right people sitting in the right seats. So it's always interesting whenever I'm talking with a a business and whatever the fire is burning right there for the CEO, for the leader right now, that's typically a symptom of some bigger overall issue. And once you start diving down into that, breaking that up, there's almost always a people component of that. So you think of the the adage of say, okay, tell two different people, uh, tell somebody one thing, they're gonna hear another kind of a thing. So a lot of times it's simply communication, uh, could be clarity issues to, okay, just misunderstandings on what roles is, what expectations are, things like that. So um, really looking at that, wanting to say, okay, how do we go about increasing, one, making sure that we've got the right people sitting in the right seats, and then making sure that we've got the communication, the clarity, things like that going on. So. 
I'm going to take a quick sidebar here. Uh, if you're listening to this online on your favorite player or anything great, we really appreciate it. Drop us some feedback right there or drop us a rating for sure. But if you're not aware, we're also record all these in video and they're over on our YouTube channel here. The link to the video actually is right down below in the show notes. But I'm going to try something a little bit different here today if technology cooperates and show you a couple or at least one of the tools today that I typically work with with clients around this kind of idea of people. And, and ensuring we've got the right people in the right seats kind of a thing. So uh, check out the videos there. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then again, hopefully this will work today for walking through this tool, give you a little bit more insight here, and then we can definitely uh, find some more information about it on the website. But going back into what we were talking about here. So looking at the people side here, think about it. Um, what you really want to see here with from your people side is again right people right seats that's a that's a Jim Collins quote Jim Collins uh, idea concept that a lot of people a lot of other systems kind of a thing have adopted and in reality is it's it's a real nice theory and in practice it's uh, it's a challenge kind of a thing to really get in and assess in quantifiable terms because I know I've talked to people who say okay, What's your quarterly review or your annual review look like with your employees? And there's nice kind of fluffy platitude questions out there, but it's like, okay, what does that really mean? Are, are, are your team members, are you on the same page with exactly what the expectation is, measurements for where they are right now and where you want them to be? Do they understand kind of that action plan there that's more than just kind of soft statements, more than vague answers, things like that? So. What I want to introduce today and see if I can show you here is the idea of a talent assessment. And this really goes down to the concept of identifying who the A players are on your team. So let me see one, if we can switch technology here around and make this work. Yes. Okay, cool. So from the talent assessment standpoint, like I said, the idea is to identify how many A players or really A potential players are on your team. So I want to stop for a second and kind of identify what that, uh, or at least define, maybe is a better term, what that really means. Because I see a lot of things going around on, on, on online right now, different uh, people talking about the concept of A players. And an A player doesn't necessarily mean that you've got the, the highest superstar, the, the most experienced person the most expensive person, honestly, uh, in every single seat in your company right there. That it's going back to our McDonald's example last week, kind of a thing. McDonald's can put A players uh, in, in every position right there. A player is simply uh, really fits three criteria. One, that they fit your culture. They, they believe in your mission. They fit in what you're doing right there. Two, they've got uh, their productivity. So they've got the skill set, they've got the abilities to do whatever their role, whatever their uh, position requires. And then the third side is simply that they fit within your budget right there for what you can pay. So the fact that there may be a much uh, more educated, a much more qualified person out there in the market, but in terms of our small business, we can't necessarily go out and afford the CFO that wants $250,000 a year. We need somebody that can fit within our budget. So finding somebody that fits within our budget, that is productive and doing what we need to do constantly, honestly, wows us with what they're doing and really believes in and matches our culture is an A player to us and to our business. So that's really what we're aiming for with the concept of an A player. 
And then kind of the secondary category is what I refer to as a potential player. So this is, these are the people that may not be quite in that true A category right now, but they're people that we can spend time coaching with, spend time working with, and potentially move them up. Um, throwing this into kind of a, a sports analogy, what I'd look at is say your A players is really like your starting lineup on your football team. This is, this is your starting team right here. Your A potentials is your second line, your, your reserves kind of a thing. Actually, uh, hockey is probably a better example of it where they've actually got three to four lines at that point. You can't play the entire game with just your top line at that point. You've got to have line two, line three, just because of the speed, the nature of that game, be able to roll think people through. So we need that starting lineup, but we also need those A potential players there to hopefully groom. What I want to sit here and show you with this talent assessment, and this thing, this tool is fairly simple, straightforward, came out of the top grading system, but the idea here is to get crystal clear with both you and your team members as to okay how do you rank how do you how do you rate here and basically put quantifiable numbers around it where again it's just not that that fluffy kind of answer not uh, we want to make sure that okay everybody understands what the measuring stick is here so with this talent assessment here there is it's a two-sided document here start off with this first page here that's a simple chart and um what this breaks down to here, this very first column is just saying, okay, team member initials there. Let's show, okay, who are the team members that we're talking about? The second column in here is the cultural fit. So we want to be able to rank, uh, rank, rank or rate, either one, uh, each of the team members here on a cultural scale, zero to 10, saying, okay, how well do you exhibit our values? How well do you fit our culture? Uh, sometimes I'll describe it. Honestly, how well do they play with others on the team kind of a thing? Is this a person that you want around? Is this a person that is friendly to be around? Are they uh, in line with your mission of your company, in line with your values right there, constantly basically saying, okay, if they were not working for you, would they also go work for somebody else or do something in their spare time that was in line with your mission and your values right there? So on a zero to 10 scale kind of a thing, 10 being perfect alignment, obviously zero being completely out of alignment. So one thing to note for the, the non-math people out there, five is right in the middle. So five is an average player. Because a lot of times I'll see people come in, well, everybody's nines and tens. Like, really? You gotta, gotta make sure we're objective here. But five is average on this. So five is perfectly fine at that point. Now, the third column, the third ranking here, we or the third uh, idea here we wanna do, uh, second ranking, is the productivity side. To say, okay, on a productivity scale, again, zero to 10, how, product, how productive are they uh, day in and day out? So again, if they're most of the time hitting their deadlines, most of the time delivering what you want, it's probably a five. 10 on the other hand, I would say goes as far as they're constantly wowing you. They're, they're going above and beyond. This is, this is somebody that you ask for one thing, they go one and a half times as much kind of a thing there. So this is really above and beyond to hit a 10 versus zero. Obviously, they're not getting much of anything done. So once you break down those two numbers for each person, so again, zero to 10 on the cultural side, zero to 10 on the productivity side, what we do then is take and plot this onto a, a number chart, a standard graph kind of a thing there. So again, zero to 10 on cultural fit, zero to 10 on productivity fit there. So the true A players, these are the really your starting lineup. This is your superstars here. 
are a nine plus in both sides. So nine or 10 on cultural fit, nine or 10 on the productivity fit. And when you've got these people, when you identify these people, this is one of those where I would say, hey, stay out of their way. They're, they're, they're doing something right. They're, they're working right here, kind of a thing there. So don't change what these guys are doing. Don't mess with what these guys are doing here. Now, the uh, outside of that, so still looking in the positive range, so five plus on a cultural fit, five plus on a productivity fit right here, those are the A potential players. So that's, like I said, that's your, that's your second team right there. That's your backups right there. Still very quality players. If that's where all of our group is sitting in between those A and A potential players, you got a great team at that point kind of a thing. But the A potential is honestly where you need to be spending your time as a leader saying, okay, how do we coach these people up? How do we move them up at that point? Now looking at some of the other areas here. So on the top left corner over here, so basically this is saying productivity is a zero to five at this point, but cultural fit, we're still looking at a six to 10. So these are the great people that you just enjoy being around kind of a thing there. Um, I equated a lot of times to if you were to go camping with this person or whatever, they'd be the great one to sit around the campfire with, share stories, have a great conversation, et cetera. Just don't ask them to go put up the tent or go ask them to collect firewood. So this is just, we're not getting things done even though they're a great cultural fit. Let's flip the, the chart down here to the bottom right corner. So looking again at our scale, great productivity fit. So six to 10 over there on the productivity side. On the, the cultural side though, we're below the, the five and below at that point. So these are the people that are highly productive, just not necessarily always exhibiting company values or your, your mission, your values there. So I always harp on the salespeople, but this is the sales rep out there that's one of your top sales reps constantly selling. We, uh, I've ever heard the farm. Uh, the, the term before or the, the phrase before Eskimos are selling ice to Eskimos at that point, this person can go out and sell no matter what. The problem is they're potentially over promising. So they're saying, yes, we're going to deliver you this, this service, this product next day, overnight. When in reality, then you have to go back to the customer explain, sorry, we're actually about three weeks delivery time on this right now. So it kind of leaves that bad taste in the customer's mouth. Yeah, they, they're, they're selling for you. They're, they're, they're providing bottom line revenue for you, but it's still not the ideal scenario. The other, well, I'd switch back to, to, to my background in the IT realm. I could say, hey, this is the, the IT support guy. This is the database guy that honestly keeps your systems up and running all the time. They know the systems in and out. You would just probably rather than be on the night shift if, if you had a night shift around kind of a thing, just because it's they're not the people person. They're not going to fit in with the team very well. It's it's a it's a constant uncomfortable nature right there with them in the team. So you got your B and your BC players. The ones we really want to worry or concerned about are the bottom left corner, that C realm, where it's literally a five and below on both productivity and cultural fit. And these traditionally are the ones that honestly you spend the most time with. They, these are the ones that you're constantly working with saying, okay, let's step up. Let's, let's take it up the next level. Let's keep working. And one, it's sucking a lot of your time out at that point. But two, your A players are sitting there looking at you spending all the time with your C's and saying, wait a minute, I'm carrying the load for them. And 
the CEO, the boss, the manager, whoever is spending all the time with them as well. So it's one of those, I say, when the, the A player and the C player go to lunch together, all of a sudden the A player doesn't come back as an A player at that any point. He's, he's started, or she has started to slide down that, that ranking scale there. So the C players, honestly, once you can quantifiably identify who those are, those are the ones we need to figure out how to replace sooner rather than later so that you can start putting your your efforts, your time back up here into that A player realm. So like I said, just a quick little tool. It's really not rocket science, anything fancy to it, but what it does is it just gives you that clarity into your team. It gives you that visibility to say, okay, now I understand why I'm having to spend so much time with that person or we're having to correct so many mistakes kind of a thing there. And it gives you that uh, numbers, quantifiable numbers that now I can go back and have a conversation with that individual and say, okay, this is how we're measuring productivity. This is how we're measuring uh, cultural fit. And right now you're sitting at a 6.6, which is perfectly good. But what we'd like to do is move you up to an 8.8 kind of a thing there. And here's the steps I I'd like you to take, things I'd like you to change, things I'd like you to work on. So it gets to be much more quantifiable there when having those discussions there. It's a lot easier for everybody involved to sit there and look at that and say, okay, I know exactly what I need to do now. So that's really where it comes back to the clarity side. So again, hopefully you're on, you can check out the video or whatever to check out the sheets there. But again, if you've got any questions on that, feel free to reach out at any point. Always happy to talk right there. So again, kind of want to wrap this up, come back here uh, with this episode here. So again, talking about the idea of systems, getting the people in alignment, making sure that you've got the right people working, the right seats, everything is always critical right there because it just comes down to so many times, like I said early on, once there's a fire, once there's an issue within the company, you've got potentially a personnel, a, a people kind of issue right there at that point. And it really, your people obviously are your foundation upon what you're going to help scale. I think of uh, the idea of systemization being almost like a, an orchestra. As the owner of the company, you want to be that conductor up front. You don't want to be sitting there running around trying to sit there and play every instrument in the orchestra all at one time. But along those lines, in order to have an orchestra, we've got to have the right people playing those instruments. So at the same time, you don't want a one individual trying to play the cello that really should be over with the bass or something like that and show you my lack of expertise right there on, on orchestras. But still, you get the idea. You've got to have the right people playing the right instruments, sitting in the right place right there to have that overall orchestra sound good for people to actually want to pay money and come see it, but you as the owner have to get out of all those seats. You've got to come up and be the conductor. You've got to be the, over one, the one overall driving the bus, but still having everybody else in that seat. So again, hopefully that's a little bit helpful right there. If you've got any questions or anything, obviously feel free to reach out. Uh, I know we've got another guest coming up this week. So just a, another fun story here, another guest to interview always open, always looking for new guests right there with the podcast. So if you're a business owner, open and willing to, to share your story and, and for that matter, ask questions or be coached or anything there, then we're always open for new guests coming up on the podcast. So make sure you jump onto the website there and register. In the meantime, take care. Hope you have a great week and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building to Scale podcast. If you would like to share your entrepreneurial business growth story, please visit buildingtoscale.com slash guest.
If you got something out of this interview, would you do both us and our guest a favor and share it on your social media accounts? Don't forget to hit subscribe in your player so that you don't miss any future episodes and make sure to reach out to Jeff Chastain on any of the major social media networks or check us out at admentis.com.